A couple weekends ago, we had some of our extended family members stop by for a brief visit. They had not been to our new house yet, so naturally they wanted a tour. Imagine my horror when I realized that our upstairs looked like a tornado had gone through it. I kept apologizing for the mess, and they all responded with, you have four kids and a full-time job, it's okay. Have you ever found yourself inviting people into your home, whether it's for a visit, a service, or a repair call, or just a quick hi, and you look around and think, oh my gosh, I can't have people in here. My house is a mess. I don't have anything prepared. More than once, I have apologized to someone for the state of our house, only for them to respond with, it's not a mess. Your house is just lived in. If you've ever found yourself in that situation, you are not alone. We're shifting focus from intentional gratitude to imperfect hospitality, a fitting topic during the season of Advent as we prepare for Christmas and the second coming of Jesus. The focus text for today is a story of Abraham's hospitality to three men who appeared to him by his tent. Abraham is often called the father of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Initially named Abram, he was told by God to move from Ur, a place in modern-day Iraq, to Canaan, modern-day Israel. And God promised Abraham that he would have descendants that would be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and he renamed him Abraham. Now, Abraham and his wife Sarah were in their 90s, and they had no children leading them to question how this could possibly happen. How could they have descendants if they don't have any kids? And that brings us to our text for today. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. When Abraham saw the men, he immediately ran to Sarah and told her, make some cakes, told the servant to go slaughter a calf and prepare it for the men. And he pulled together a feast for the visitors. This story has been depicted in a famous icon written in the 15th century called The Hospitality of Abraham. Now, I can't imagine this was a quick process. I've never actually butchered a calf, but I would imagine between the butchering and the cooking, it would take more than a few minutes. And I'm not sure what kind of cakes Abraham told Sarah to make, but I would imagine that those took a little while to bake also. Initially, Abraham had told the three men that he would bring them some water and a little bread. That water and a little bread morphed into this feast that had to have taken at least a couple, if not a few hours to prepare. So what did the men do as they were waiting for Abraham's household to make the food? What was Abraham doing? Was he visiting with the men or micromanaging Sarah and his servants? What a strange story 
leaving us with lots of questions. Now, I empathize with Abraham. Most of the time when my husband and I host a gathering or when we have a birthday party for the kids, we, meaning I, tend to go a little overboard with beverages or d'oeuvres, decorations, and desserts. We want guests to feel welcomed, and it's fun to experiment with recipes and being fancy. The build-up to having others over, however, is often super stressful. Cleaning, baking, cooking, straightening, short tempers, a few choice words yelled. Stressful. My best guess is that's how Abraham and Sarah and their servant felt. Totally stressed. Abraham was described as hastened and running. He told Sarah to make ready quickly, and the servant hastened to prepare. Now, of course, you don't tell guests those things. They don't see the behind the scenes action. And most people will modestly say, oh, it was nothing, no trouble at all, when complimented on the spread, even if it was absolute utter chaos before the guests arrived. During the holiday season, we often find ourselves hosting or visiting or preparing, most of the time stressing out about what things look like, what the perception of our home and our meals are from our guests, what we're wearing to someone's house or when guests come over to our own house, and whether or not it's dressy enough, if the kids are behaving, if the pets are behaving. It's hard to relax and enjoy people's company when you're trying super hard to impress and present a perfect front, isn't it? Recently, I heard of a concept called the crappy dinner. It's a low expectations and low stress dinner. It's a way of inviting your loved ones into your homes and your lives without trying to make them seem fancier or more put together than your lives really are. It's like the opposite of a social media worthy perfect dinner. It's a dinner that you host with food that you already have in your fridge something that you would make on a normal night to eat with your family, in a house that has not been deep cleaned from top to bottom before guests arrive. It's a dinner where you come as you are and create deeper connections, connections that are real, with people who are authentic, vulnerable, messy, and sometimes broken. A dinner and a meal where you are welcome just as you are for who you are. That sounds wonderful. I don't know about you, but I feel like I need more crappy dinners in my life. Now, like I mentioned before, I can totally empathize with Abraham who rushed about having this feast prepared for his unexpected guests. Abraham didn't need to serve this elaborate feast to the three men, but he wanted to be hospitable. However, they were fine with the idea of water and bread, what he had initially offered them. I think to all of the times I've snapped at my kids for not cleaning up fast enough when we have guests coming over, or all the times I went way overboard in preparing food that ended up not being eaten, or being worried about whether or not the background music was the right volume and the appropriate genre, all in the name of offering hospitality. And really, that's not what matters, is it? What matters is the conversations, the connections, being real, being you, imperfections, messy house, lounge clothes and all. God doesn't meet us in the perfect. 
God meets us in the imperfect. God welcomes us where we are right now. God loves us for who we are right now. There's so much beauty in the imperfection. May we embrace our own and not be afraid to offer hospitality to others and ourselves in the midst of the imperfect. That's real. That's messy. That's authentic. That's beautiful. And that's loved by God. Amen. This week, as you meditate on this topic and go deeper into the message, I encourage you to use these questions as a starting point. You can journal about them alone, discuss them as a family or a small group, or merely use them to reflect. The first, have you ever declined to host a visitor because you felt that you weren't prepared? The second, does the idea of hosting a crappy dinner appeal to you? If so, why? And if not, what holds you back?